In hindsight, the heroes probably should have expected that disturbing one undead often disturbs another close by, and they found themselves flanked by evil. Not only that, but the moment they stepped into the shrine, otherworldly fear took hold of their minds. After dispatching the undead, Tulak sent his skeletal champion into the shrine, only to discover the altar covered in severed hands. Remember what I said about hindsight? All the hands sprung to unlife and attacked. First a few, then a swarm. After beating back one assault after another, the heroes sought to understand more about this cursed place. Finding an incredible and impassable wall of ectoplasmic force at the south of the hall. Further investigation to the west found a room set up with only one thing in mind. Torture and a foreign creature that somberly asked to be left alone. The heroes obliged and moved on for the time being. Heading east, a narrow set of stairs leading down one way and up the other. The heroes opt for up and found themselves impossibly walking in a circle arriving at the same place despite the ascension. So I don't know how much time you guys spend on the Pathfinder 2nd Edition subreddit. Uh, I assume not much. You know exactly how much time <laughs> I spend on any subreddit. <laughs> uh, but there's some there's some gold on there sometimes. And uh, it wasn't long ago that I, I posted something um, that was just like perspective on really simple mechanics and how powerful they can be. Uh, such as literally moving five feet um, as like your last action and how, how much that can have a change on the combat really really cool like in-depth like analysis of like really mundane shit and I, I sometimes i just love it and i can't i just can't help but look at it but then you get a lot of really creative stuff too on there that are really fun and uh i was i saw one today about someone trying to convert the turtle from 5e the race turtle to pathfinder second edition and how they were trying to sort out how the shell would work uh in giving it like a, a static armor uh amount um and apparently i didn't realize this but there's an ancestry in 2e i don't know if you guys are familiar called the konrasu which is from the mwangi expanse and you're essentially like this plant construct with stones and you're like this really obscure thing 
And there is a heritage you could choose on that where it does a similar idea where like you basically statically have like medium armor that's in the plate group and it has these stats and you just get that and you, and you, you can etch runes into your own body and stuff like that. And I thought it was really, really neat. And I just got my brain going and thinking, I started thinking about what other ancestry would each of your characters possibly choose? If you, if you, if you didn't go with what you are now, what would the alternative be and why? And I'm sure not all of you thought about this <laughs> beforehand because I give you no warning, <laughs> but I'm really curious what your gut instinct is. If you, if you were not what you are, what would you be? Ancestries that are already created or like we uh, i mean yeah yeah yes or no it's an open question i'm not gonna <laughs> oh that's easy care about it i think Kruka <laughs> <laughs> <Come on. laughs> the care bear <laughs> okay now the why <laughs> uh self-explanatory for Kruka. yeah he hasn't really done much studies in mathematics beyond the number line so Four, three, two, one. <laughs> care. He's he's a shoe in for the care bear countdown, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's gold. <laughs> well, I didn't see that coming. Uh, how about you, James? <laughs> Do you perhaps have a more uh, serious answer? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's it's as with everything with me. It's it's a longer answer. <laughs> Uh, so Gilda started out in my mind as a human, but I wanted some elven feet, so that's why I went half elf. Okay. Oh, uh, but there was also a concept I drew up where she was a poppet. Oh yeah. And after that, until I decided I wanted her to be from Andoran because of their their common rule, she was actually a Nadi. Uh, that was my original build. She was oh. an, an, an Anadi champion. No kidding. Uh, yeah. For those who don't know what Anadi is, they're basically like uh, uh, spider folk, sort Ooh. of. Um, yeah, they're um, they're shapeshifters. Yeah. They can transform into like these giants. Well, there's a yeah. massive Anadi living on my patio right now, <laughs> <laughs> and I've been scared. To... It shapeshifts like at night. It's just like looming over you in humanoid form. <laughs> no, it just shapeshifts into just another massive spider. <laughs> into another more different large spider. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really like flexing on me and trying to move me out of the apartment. It's the Russian dolls of spiders. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. I mean, I, I have a hard time imagining that in 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 full form, uh, a, a, a naughty version of what you what Lady Gilda is it's like. <laughs> yeah. So when I build my characters, I find a a mechanic that interests me or a class that interests me, and then I build them out from yeah. there. Uh, so her personality wasn't fully developed when I took Anadi, and then you know through researching, wanting her to be Andorin uh, with the common role in the history of of Andorin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when she became a a, mm-hmm. a human, and then during character creation, I wanted an elven feet, so she became half elf. <laughs> and then the game slipped so in. Would a she bit. still yeah. have had the hand wraps of mighty blows, but on many more hands? Uh, so the, the the punch champion came came way later. Like that was one of the last things I decided oh. upon. Oh, okay, that must have been when you were researching what deity you were gonna be. Yeah, I I actually don't really care for most of the deities in the pathfinder world i think mm. they're all kind of trite and boring and i know that's the point of a deity like it shouldn't be interesting like whoever thinks yeah, god they're, is they're interesting. always pretty shoehorned yeah 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 anybody who thinks their deity is interesting you should avoid um <laughs> so it, it already fell into the the kind of tenets that i wanted uh her to play um i fill out things like um like uh like deity and alignment after i come up with their personality so i do a build 
I do an ancestry, mm-hmm. I do a background, and then I come up with a personality and a and a character concept, you know, like two or three point forms. And then I, I fill in the the, the deity Which is almost alignment. almost backward given you love to play clerics and you're now playing a champion. Because <laughs> like they're they hinge on what their deity is. Yeah, it's more so that I like the <laughs> you know, with, with Arfur, it was I liked, you know, this this the idea of this old pug just sitting in a fishing boat or like going through hikes mm-hmm. going through uh on hikes through the woods and like having a connection right. to the place where he's from because Shuni are only from um absolutely like he chose a tea because of what he likes already not, yeah you know <laughs> yeah yeah and that's that's yeah. built into that character concept is that he's not like you know he's he's not a, a preacher he's just happens to be blessed by a rastal because he does good when good needs to be done you know he acts right. in the face of danger against his better notions and that's where the blessings of a rastal come from whereas uh gilda is actually technically a fallen paladin because she was originally and her family are are um, believers of shaylin she after her injury turned to Aurori for strength to get through that leg injury yeah i mean fallen's an extreme term yeah uh, i don't she's think that's accurate she did shift yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> she did sh- uh, purposely shift her uh her choice of of worship but um yeah, and that's my TED talk on character creation. Yeah, that is <laughs> that does not necessarily mean she's e- even in uh, you know disfavor with um, with no. Shailen, you know, because we you, we're not we won't get into it, but you have pantheons of gods that you can worship, which are kind of cool. Yeah, and um, in one of the scenes from a one. previous episode, we actually explore the the Shailen artifact mm-hmm. that she holds as her um, or used to hold as her uh, her religious icon. Yeah. If I remember correctly, too, you weren't going to play a paladin at first, but I, I ended up telling you by the rules you had to be because you wanted to be follow Aurori, but I think you wanted uh, a, a liberator or something like that. Uh, redeemer exactly. is what I had my heart. Mm-hmm. Redeemer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the alignment didn't line up by the rules. So, yeah. Uh, Scoot. Yeah. Um, I think that. Would you would you change Tulak? Because I would. Yeah. Ah uh, yes, <laughs> full elf baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that when I'm making characters, I kind of get an idea in my head, and then I don't even know if with like James says he finds a mechanic he likes, but I kind of come up with a concept, and I'm kind of locked in on that one thing, and then I build it out from there, and then if I don't like it, I'll just change it completely, basically. Right. I don't know where it comes from or how I do it. I think the only other ancestry that's made other than maybe like James saying like full elf or full human, maybe Tengu. I could see Tulak being a Tengu too. It's the bird people, right? Are they called okay. Tengus in yeah. Pathfinder? Sure are. Yes. Okay. I can never remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Tengu tu- and Tulak is the crow would be pretty <laughs> dope. Mm-hmm. I I could see it. I could I I actually could kind of see that uh this like dark crow creature with these occult powers that are dark and tenderly and uh, I could kind of see that combo going. Or a Kyle would be kind of Kyle cool. would be sick. Yeah, Kyle would be really but, cool. Um, yeah. but you know you wouldn't be struggling with the the dark nature of your magic at that point, and your you know your, your character's thesis yeah. wouldn't make a whole no. Lot of sense. And also, it'd be, yeah, it'd be a li- it'd be a little more yeah. innate and understand it. Him kind of like fleeing absalom to be to save his family and you know not harm them with his increasingly dark magic you know that kind of wouldn't fit in i don't think either but maybe with like a ancestry like a tengu which potentially could be an abs well obviously would be an absalom as like the biggest kind of like cultural mosaic in galarian but um yeah Mm -hmm. i have another character 
rustling around in my brain that's a tengu so that might come out at some point i mean you had one originally when we when we first started even talking about doing a podcast goddamn right same one still there yeah <laughs> uh yeah and i you know i think um uh, for a, a serious guess as for Krukka, uh i would i would actually maybe lean towards hobgoblin yeah that'd be cool that wouldn't be bad which is one i think yeah. most people don't think about but they're like these tall kind of lanky versions of goblins but they're they have in in the galarian where they have like a really militaristic society yeah. and they're like really martial forward and they're really really cool and they're I think much they're more intelligent the, they're, yeah. they're really intelligent yeah but extremely loyal to their to their culture and stuff they're to me i think they're one of the neatest renditions of like that sort of thing that i've read and i think hobgoblins are super read into them a bit when i was making uh physic and for obvious reasons goblin fit that character a lot better but yeah you're right uh that would be a really good one right yeah Fair enough. Yeah, I can tell you my next character is going to be a Gripply Ranger. So look <laughs> oh out for God. that. I've always wanted to play a Gripply. Gripply? It's like Gripply's a tiny like frog. Little frog people. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> they have like big, the big like like pads on their on their fingers and stuff to like stick on the trees and all that. Like look, they're like tree frogs essentially. Yeah. Yeah. There's really no cool. Battle toads. All right. Well, uh, got a good. We got a good, we got a good amount out of that question. I did. <laughs> If I were to pick goofy options for uh, for James and Scoot, I think James would be uh, RoboCop. He would just pick RoboCop as, a, as an ancestor. That's just a human. <laughs> no, no, no. No, he's more like an android, actually. Oh, so maybe you take him, because you love to be an okay, android so that's, that's in a games where you're specifically not supposed to be an android, Freeman. <laughs> Either that or you could be a Yasoki, because you're a You leave me snitch. alone. Jesus. <laughs> All right, let's play the game, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, the last thing you did was go through uh, a, um, uh, a kind of what uh, James said off mic before we started. You basically went through a, a, a pseudo version of an MC Escher painting where you have gone upstairs repeatedly uh, clockwise in a full circle only to arrive exactly where you were. And what are your characters thinking now? At least it's not another 10-foot hallway. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of those. <laughs> but she's pretty angry at the physics of the situation. Like it just it, If you really think about it, this is this is kind of like a, a multiple 10-foot hallways just just bound together into one big circle. I'm just real glad there aren't sanity mechanics yeah. in the, the the current Sanity game we're check. playing. Oh yeah. <laughs> So Tulak following Lady Gilda, she opens a door and he kind of looks around her frame. And does he see the same hands that they had killed? Absolutely. So it's exactly exact the same, same. Exact same as you left that room. Yeah. There's a couple of those hands still on the altar. The altar's the same. The room feels and looks the same. You know, if, if you poke your head in, you see the same pile of... Uh, from the swarm that you defeated and the bodies of the uh, the whites that you defeated. It's all the exact same. Tulak turns to Lady Gilda and says, How could this be? I've never seen something like this. It defies the laws of physics. And what purpose does it serve? I have read many things, but I do not know of anything like this. Let me think on it. And I would like to roll something. 
Dice. Occult, <laughs> I'd say. Uh, a what? Occult? Yeah, because there's some freaky shit. Um, lore, art, I think, history. Uh, something that, uh, lore something that stands out in your mind, Tulak, <laughs> actually, is uh, <laughs> not, you know, you're not rolling bookbinding. <laughs> uh thing that stands out for you is that you guys did the loop and then came to the door and thought that probably leads to the pavilion. But then you get back to here and you look and you see the same room and now it, it clicks you. You you would have been on the same elevation as the pavilion uh, when you were in this room. So to think going up the stairs would lead you to the pavilion doesn't make any sense because you ascended to this level. So you were wrong in thinking that door would lead to the pavilion. You know, logically, because it would have should have led you above the pavilion, but now you're sitting think, oh no, what? Maybe it, it shouldn't have. Like, are you following me? Yeah, but now we're on the same. Yeah, he's having a mental breakdown. We get it. <laughs> like, like, like this floor. Yeah, is the same level. Copy that as the pavilion. He's saying for everyone listening. So when you went up the stairs, you shouldn't have thought that was the way to the pavilion. Right. So that would be a okay interesting theory here you go up the stairs and then through the door you go up a level you go down the stairs and through the door you go down a level well Hero what point. we could do is gilda could just step into this room and wait for you guys to do a lap that's thinking i don't care about that room anymore i care about the room to the south <laughs> that room okay. is dead to me <laughs> Okay. I'm wondering if it's like Bowser's Castle in uh, Mario 3 where you got to do the loop in the exact right way or like a combination lock, you know? Mm. You got to go clockwise and then counterclockwise and then clockwise again to open or the Or the lock. endless staircase in Mario 64 and we don't have enough stairs. <laughs> yeah, or every ghost level in Mario RPG. What we're saying is Shigeru Miyamoto designed this level. Oh, yeah. That's... Did I forget to introduce the stars mechanic? Because no. I should have done that at the beginning of the game. Oh well, I was wondering why. All I was right. wondering why That's the it. chieftain was talking about mushrooms. Reset the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're going back to the beginning, guys. <laughs> Failed on. We're missing a mechanic. Exhumes them all. Well, we know how to get. If here. only yeah, if only some all had just <laughs> some cut that guy in half, <laughs> we could have learned about the one-up system. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we could have gotten him a green yeah. mushroom and prevented this whole thing. From also, going down. introducing sanity checks. <laughs> And we all, all right, fail. Well, which I think I just said. Yeah. sued by Nintendo. Maybe we should actually just investigate this staircase. A bit. <laughs> okay, go. the voice of reason chimes through. Okay, what, what's the plan? What's the plan? Yeah. So, Tulak turns to the two of them and says basically what I said. Perhaps if we go up and down the stairs, whatever is to the south will be different. Let us try to go back down. Wait, we need to reset. Let's leave the staircase, close the door behind us, and then reopen and either pick going up or down and then see what's behind the southern door and then try again going the other way just to see perhaps this could be a secret way down or up. Oh, the video instincts are real. The video game instincts, sorry. <laughs> They're so real. <laughs> Yeah, I just think it's an optical illusion because you can, in fact, make make infinite staircases. Um, I don't, I don't offhand remember how they work, but let's fuck it. I have no better ideas. It's either that or we take, try and fight this creature in a cage, which uh, I think Kruka and I are both drained mm -hmm. one, 
or we take a long rest to get rid of that. So, I mean, this this theoretically could be. I still am down health, too, so I don't feel like getting in that fight right away. Though I... Okay, so how long do you think we've been dicking around here, Freeman? Oh, I mean, like, since we started this episode, not long. Like, you... Uh, we, we've mostly been in meta talks, so. I mean, since uh, since our last combat, you think eighteen minutes has passed? Uh sure. We'll call it twenty. Yeah, we were really puzzling over those stairs so. for a bit. <laughs> it's like a Mobius staircase. How you guys? You guys took your time along those stairs. Like, if I recall correctly, Lady Gill defended the whole time, and the other two uh, avoided notice the whole time. Mm-hmm. And that's what you did around the stairs, yeah. taking your time, taking your time, taking your time. Okay, with that compass, that puts me back up to 60 to 68, so I'll take it. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, we'll follow your lead, Tulak. So Tulak closes the door behind him. They're back in the shitty room with the weird stone. Resets the puzzle. Got Resets it. the puzzle. <laughs> closes the door behind him. Opens the door and would like to walk into the room. And if he looks south... Does he see a staircase leading downwards? Yes. He walks down. Okay. And peers around the southern corner. Sees the, the stairs continuously going down, and in the middle of the hallway that leads to the east, there is the door, as you might expect. Guild is following five feet behind him at all times, still taking the defend action. And Krekka is five feet behind her. Okay. What action are you taking, Krekka, and what action are you taking, Tulak? As you go. Let's establish that. Yes. Tulak is avoiding notice. And as he reaches the door, slams back a uh, lesser healing potion for a dog shit. Eight points of healing. Okay. Yeah, you rolled a two and a one. Congratulations. <laughs> and Krekka would have been, uh, let's say he was searching the walls on the way down. Okay. Um, and you all reach the, the southern door. Mm-hmm. Nothing of notice. Tulak cracks the door. Ten foot hallway. <laughs> Whoever wrote this adventure just has been waiting for one of those. <laughs> they must have done this on purpose. Tulak moves south, cracks the door. I'm just expecting Avoiding... like, the last boss to be a like a Voltron of ten foot hallways. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a maze. Avoiding notice and also would like to open the door as silently as half-elvenly possible. Okay. Half-elvenly possible. As if that's going to help you in some way. (laughs) Uh, You crack the door. The door, uh, it gives a little bit of speak. There's not much you can do about opening doors that are pretty degraded. Although this floor is not as bad as the previous ones. Um, And it opens to the pavilion. Uh, you may or may not recall the last time you passed the pavilion, the fire was in fact out, and you saw or heard no sign of Jaw or his wolf, and it is still the case. In fact, now you have a proper view, and you do not see either of them or anything moving. Tulak steps out and walks to the fire pit. Uh, okay, and mostly you see around it, uh, it it's still, it's not smolder anymore, but it's, you know, it certainly looks recently used. You see, like, mushroom stems kind of scattered around the base of it. Um, and uh, certainly a few uh, dead insects. Um, but uh, you would surmise that this has basically probably been a huge part of Jal's diet 
uh, recently, given the room you're in, mm-hmm. just filled with mushrooms. Um, but that's that's it. Is the fire pit warm at all? Uh, no. Tulak turns back to his companions and says, Do either of you see footprints leading in any direction? I wonder where they've gone if they say they've been here for so long. We could roll a very rare survival check if you like. That's what I'm saying, baby. <laughs> I haven't really, haven't really done that much. I just don't want to do it because my survival is a zero. Same. Um, mine's not good either. Uh, I preemptively rolled a perception check, so I'll just, I'll just roll that over. Uh, so I got a two with a critical <laughs> fail. Ooh, I don't aid. <laughs> Um, excellent. <laughs> like this, this whole pavilion looks well, well trodden, as it were. Um, so you see no, no sign of any particular recent direction. Now, something I didn't notice before is in the top right-hand corner of this map, on the northeastern side of the lake, there seems to be some sort of passageway that I never noticed. Indeed, indeed, there is a tunnel. Okay. I mean, if you want to jump in there and, and, and swim over and see what's up, you can go right ahead. But I am in heavy. <laughs> no, I don't want to do any of that. What Tulok wants to do okay. is out of his backpack, he's going to take a bar of soap and he places it, walking back towards uh, the northern door. He will place it just before the door. And then he's going to walk back into the hallway, into the stairwell, sorry. And he came down before, so he'd like to do a full 360 lap going up and closing both the doors behind him, reopen them and see if the piece of soap is still there. Okay. Um, Guild is just going to wait in the 10 foot hallway between the pavilion and the uh, hallway because she... He's starting to see the cracks in Tulak's log. No, <laughs> you guys have to come. Or He's trying to leave work. a breadcrumb for himself. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If if Tulak thinks that's the case, she'll go right. with. Come with me. Right, I don't so know I what's going on here, the... but doing nothing makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Including that sentence. Uh, I assume Gilda takes the defend action. <laughs> yeah. uh, what else you guys got and what direction are you going? I avoid notice and we are going clockwise up. Clockwise. You know what? I'll take the scout action. Scout action. Krucka? Uh, he'll search again. Yep. Uh, do your clockwise while the listeners sit in silence. <laughs> well, I thought that maybe we'd theater of the mind the clockwise, but here we go, listeners. I am going around like opposite NASCAR, baby. Oh, that's a record <laughs> lap time. Look at him go. <laughs> opposite NASCAR. Here we go. <laughs> Thanks, Gord Jeffman. Um, Gord Jeffman. You do a sweet, sweet loop. And then I open the door. Um, eh, you don't quite make it before you stop. Or before, rather, Krukka stops you. In fact, you make it halfway from where you're at. Ooh, okay, so Freeman is notifying us to head to the northern section of the racetrack. I'm really digging your commentary. <laughs> you know what? I've decided that I don't want people to be confused. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not being a dick. I, I'm, I, I think you're doing a good job <laughs> of explaining our position on well, the you're map. You're welcome, listeners. 
when <laughs> you hit about this position, Krukka, you notice something odd about the section of the wall that's just ahead of you, right next to Tulak. But you can't put your finger on it because it looks the same, but it still seems odd to you. And when you point it out, I just rolled a will save for all of you. Mm -mm. And Lady Gilda, you are the one that sees it as an illusion. And you think that wall is fake. I see what you're pointing there, Krukka, but I don't think it's actually a wall. Uh, can she, like, go up to it and press her hand on it? Like, does it feel like a wall? It does. It does feel like a wall. And you steal yourself to really double down on, on your instinct. Like, like Irori is, like, channeling through you almost. Like, your presence of mind is sort of willing your way into understanding the fakery of something that is so very real. And you just put your hands on it and then you just bring them down and you just step through the wall. Even though it felt real, you are able to step through. It leads to a little five-foot room with a door on the other side. Oh, shit. Uh... From our perspective, did she just walk through a wall and disappear? Like, the wall's still standing there? No, yeah, as soon as she walks through... You, it just like it's like your eyes suddenly see it, and it's revealed, and it just disappears. Gods, what is this place? Interesting architecture. No idea. Uh, can I roll um, the usual uh, perception check for sounds? Not a single sound. Okay, now she's gonna take the defend action. Uh, can she test the doorknob, see if it's hot? Check for fire. No sense. No, no sensory issues. Back of the hand <laughs> against the door. Stop, drop, okay. and tumble through. Uh, yeah, it gets down on four, on all fours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she does have her shield raised, like, so she can peek over one of the tips of, of the kite shield. Sorry, heater shield. Uh, and do you guys want to take an action before I open Still the door? Still avoiding notice. Uh, scouting, I guess. Okay. She takes a deep breath in, opens the door. You open the door to a room that is oddly angled and quite barren, save for a table and two chairs, a small round table with two chairs across from each other. And a door over to your left um, on the eastern side. She takes a five-foot step into the room. And as soon as you do, a ghostly vision appears of a woman in a fine dress meeting with a handsome drow. They're sitting at the table across from each other, and the woman passes a book to the drow, her lips soundlessly mouthing words. The drow listens attentively with barely a glance at the book. Roll me a perception check. Can we all get in on this? 16. Uh, Yeah, Tulak, go ahead. No. 13. You were so taken aback by this. You don't you don't catch anything other than what I've just described. It is a conversation, a passing of a book, and an attentive servant, perhaps. 
Uh, I'm guessing this servant doesn't look like Azenray. Um, it looks exactly like him. Okay. And does the woman look anything like the golem we ran into in the library? Very much so. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. And so I recognize this is Belcor and Azenray, but I guess Gilda is just too wrapped up in the, um, in the moment to really make that no, I th- I think you still make that connection. That's the, that's not information oh, okay. I'm I'm hiding, but it may it does take you a second uh, to realize that I would say. Gotcha. But you feel like oh, you know maybe maybe there was more there, but you were just so so taken aback, and the vision disappears, and the room is again barren, old, dusty, and empty. Some cobwebs uh, in the corners. She touches the table, regular old table. Um, and it's dusty. The table's dusty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, can I do a quick scan of the room to see if anything in the room isn't dusty? Uh, sure. I'll roll a perception check for you here. Nope. Seems yep. dusty all around. So Tulok steps in and says, Did you see Belcoran Volok? I did. I'm wondering if that's the book that we have... Now, we have that book now, right? The um, the How to Become a Worm Person. <laughs> uh, yeah, what the, the worm knows. <laughs> grave Feast, I believe it was called. Or Grave Feast. Yeah. I, I wonder I wonder if that's the, the book that contains the ritual to become uh, whatever he is now. Worm that walks. Could be. And perhaps this was her doing, turning him into this. Makes me worry that... Honestly, too, luck after walking around this place... This all has to be her doing. So clever to hide these rooms behind illusory magic, these haunts. She has to be at least several steps ahead of everyone and a master manipulator to even get something like this built and done and then a chronic lighthouse on top of that. She's she's a force to be reckoned with, or was, I suppose. It seems strange that she would make her servants live forever. If she could be so easily slain by the Rose Guard, is her power still here somehow? Is she still alive? If not, what has brought back this haunt, this evil spirit, this blue light that dogs Otari? Perhaps she lives in some form or another. Gilda just looks over at you with like kind of a raised eyebrow after insinuating that she's not actually dead. Um, and you see a little bit of fear in her eyes. Like that's at this point to her, that is a fucking terrifying concept (laughs) is that she just stayed in the shadows for 400 fucking years playing the long game. Like, and Krakow just kind of put a frown on his face as that idea, you know, comes over to Tulak, whether she be alive or dead, her power still remains. So there's still work to be done. Plenty of evidence of that. And he'd like to enter the room and start searching the walls again, uh, going west uh, and yeah, around the room. Sure. So, listeners, this room, uh, Freeman said it was an awkward shape, but it's shaped like the bat symbol. <laughs> kind so of is, actually. It's <laughs> very awkward. And there are no, like, actual squares. <laughs> yeah. That's a really It's good like one. if two uh, Chaos <laughs> Emeralds very from akin. Sonic were trying to fuse yeah it is yeah <laughs> nerds 
<laughs> Let's see if Crooker goes Super Saiyan. Do you like World in 18 Spirit Lorks? I want to know if this image is going to come back and why we couldn't listen to it. Yeah, I'd say you you get like the this vibe that, you know, there is like a a sort of psychic imprint on this room. This is a memory of an actual event. Hey Scott? Yeah. You want to take a quick psychic dip next class? <laughs> oh, psychic dip. Psychic dedication. Yeah. <laughs> The old psych the dead. Old <laughs> Classic psych dead. All right. Classic Sork psych dead. You search the rest of this room and it, there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. It is barren. Uh, devoid of anything of interest. We listen at the next door. Tulak realizes that his Not a sound. soap is still down in a smell. Jaws area and is sad about it, oh, but God. continues forward. <laughs> Well, we haven't even we haven't even tested Y'all your theory. Just super <laughs> offended that we think he's a dirtbag. <laughs> you just oh. left some soap behind for him. <laughs> you were so stinky. Imagine coming home and you just find a bar of soap inside your door. How like, insulting Sonic comically. Oh yeah, that'd be good too. Little bubbles come out. Y'all, y'all earned three hundred experience points just, just for leaving some soap as he cracked his head and died. I mean, don't tempt me. Encounter with a good overcome. Time. It's a lot less awkward than like you know the stinky person at work that has to be offered a bar of pit stick. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, at least in this case, Jaws already all yeah. washed. Yeah. Hey. That's really your point. And he doesn't have to no die of embarrassment. He just dies with a broken neck. <laughs> Fuck, I have none. I need one. <laughs> uh, okay, so Gilda cracks that door, still taking the defend action. Okay, and you see a similarly uh, oddly angled room. This time, just turn to the east side. And there are two divans or fainting couches and a, um, a small uh, bookcase uh, further to the south. Tulak rushes past Lady Gilda. And okay, okay. Uh, fuck my search for traps roll. So <laughs> you, that's a thing that you just happened. Into the room. <laughs> and he heads. And there is immediately like swan dives onto one of the divans. <laughs> there's immediately a vision that flashes in front of you, and there is an image of the same woman relaxing on the piece of furniture, reading a large tome. Roll me a perception check. Is it like a Cosmo or that's sexist? <laughs> Don't leave that. <laughs> How to win friends and influence there people. There we go. That's better. Both of those famously tome-like. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> one is a magazine. One might as well be a, a magazine. Sunday edition. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that the Farmer's Almanac? <laughs> Black Magic. Belcora's Farmer's Almanac <laughs> is just like, the forecast is doom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, all right who <laughs> rolled a perception check <laughs> uh i rolled one uh, what'd you get i got a 26 yep you can see just before the vision disappears uh, the book she is reading is titled the whispering reeds oh well fuck <laughs> That's not good for any of us. <laughs> we have that book. Bearing in mind that this is like, you know, these visions would have been possibly, you know, assuming she did die, 
something like nearly 500 years ago. So she's probably had the time to read it through. Mm. <laughs> you might assume. You have really yet to scratch the surface of it. I mean, it's a dense mm -hmm. read. Anything else in the room? And you also know there's a bit of a danger to reading it. Absolutely nothing. In nothing the on the bookshelf. There's nothing on the bookcase. Nope. So it could be in anything show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking got exactly. him. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. If you put your soap on it now, it's the soap <laughs> shelf. I don't have any soap. <laughs> Since you left it at the door as an insult to Jaw. How dare you? I'm a prick. Uh, Tulak pulls down the bookcase frantically and looks behind it. Uh, and there's nothing. It's just a stone wall. Okay, and Krakow will be searching the rest of the walls as he did in the previous room. I can't believe you didn't get a fucking hero point for that anything shelf joke. That was so good. That got it me so money. hard. Freeman's being real <laughs> tight with his hero points these days. That's all right. Yeah, no, it's cool. Been, I have it's been cool. tight. It's because we nobody has any, and he doesn't Just want to make a better. <laughs> uh, okay, so I guess same thing at the next. Wait, door. hold on. I was ripping down the bookcase and trying to see if there was anything behind it. Frantically, yeah. There's nothing. All right, I already. Tulak says, "I don't understand why there's nothing in here. It seems to be our inner sanctum of some sort. There's such treasured memories of hers. Disgusting." But nothing behind here. Be wary going forward. Perhaps we'll see something in the next room. And he cracks it. Straight up. Oh, tracks it straight up. And there's another room. Again, the southern side. Uh, same shape. And there's nothing but a long, long-ish dining table. Uh, about 12 feet in length with uh, chairs on each end. And as soon as you step in, there's a vision of the table being well set as if for a private dinner. And there's a woman that sits alone at one end of the table, drinking a glass of dark red wine and enjoying an elegantly plated roast. Someone roll me a medicine or a nature check. Uh, that would probably be good for Krukka. Yeah, I got an 11 on the medicine, so let's hope you're picking up the slack there, bud. Yeah, not great. A uh, 15 on a nature. Anything for you, Tulak? Tulak will touch someone's forehead. Maybe Lady Gilda. Because, wait, who rolled higher? I did. <laughs> oh, my God. Kraka. The Kraka. metagaming here is absurd. <laughs> well, <laughs> Kraka's not even in the my room God. yet. <laughs> I can see over you. <laughs> Um, I would like to use uh, yeah. join pass. Now, I would like to use it properly because I think I've been using it wrong this whole time and I realized that in our off time this summer. Okay. That because it specifies in the spell that I need to make the check using a lore skill. Oh. And I was just using a skill. Ooh. So I was using like, okay. if it was magic, <laughs> I was just using occult instead of whatever else it was. Right. But I don't think that's how it works. So when I do oh, this yeah. in the future, I will be using a lore. All of my lores are plus nine. So. Okay. Yeah, it does say that. It's just, it's just using have? a lore scale, even if that lore wouldn't normally apply. Oh. That's interesting. So anyways, in attempts to redeem myself for cheating for fucking a year. <laughs> um, yeah, you cheat again. Okay, gotcha. I get a 22 <laughs> on the eight. <laughs> 
and I metagamed, so whatever. Um, Krucka, you look questioningly at the roast before the vision fades because it looks disturbingly like that of a human arm. Oh, goodness. I see she really knows how to serve her guests. <laughs> Disgusting. Gilda goes a little green at that. Which is like that, a uh, vague, doesn't sit a well. really vague, like, you know, rumor, like, of, of the folk, uh, you know, the sort of the scary folk tales of, of Belcora. Tulok is concerned at what is coming ahead of them. But he is emboldened to try to figure out what's going on here. And without even a second look around this room, slams through the next door and moves into the room. Cracks the door, slams the door into a room that uh, is similarly shaped, although slightly different. But like to say I'm scouting. Uh, and you're scouting? No longer am I avoiding notice as I slam a door. Okay, gotcha. And in this room is a, a large bed that's finely adorned. And the room flashes. Sorry, it's a, it's a big bed. And when the room flashes, it appears to be finely adorned. In fact, the whole room is finely adorned in this vision. And there is a stone archway to the northern side of the room that shimmers as a portal opens and a woman steps through a cruel, thin smile on her lips and blood in her hands. And then it vanishes. Where you saw this archway is nothing but a blank stone wall. There's absolutely nothing there. As the vision fades, a swirling vortex of blackness forms over top of the bed. And what you see in this vortex is a sphere of glowing eyes many of them swirling within it and starting to peek out from it and alongside those swirling eyes are these glowing green hands not quite hands actually tendrils semi-transparent with these seven fingered needled hands on the ends this is what you see uh, holy shit and you just hear a voice embrace the void and we're gonna roll for initiative woo creepy fucking thing to be hanging around a bedroom well okay <laughs> you think it's been eight minutes since uh since I asked you that <laughs> uh yes yeah we went through all these rooms and shit definitely All right. Let's roll for initiative. Tulak, what do you get? 25, baby. Ooh, okay. Lady Gilda? And scouting. 19. All right. He's scouting at 20. (laughs) 15. 15. Okay. Scouting at 16. I didn't include my scouting in the 25, by the way. You didn't? No, 26. We're all good, actually. The initiative will not change based on the scouting. <laughs> not in this case, anyway. Yeah, we can see that creature in the initiative order. It, it's doing just fine. It's doing okay. Um, and, and the first thing that happens is this vortex just, like, it, it forms, 
and then this these like glowing appendages and eyes and everything and these little like little uh, particles just form all over the place it says this and then it winks out at almost exactly a moment later just as everything around you goes dark and i mean dark i mean pitch black i mean anyone holding a torch can't see light spell can't see you are in pitch black what do you do this is probably the spell darkness in which case we need to cast a light spell at a higher level or a dispel magic good thing i don't have either of those <laughs> you don't have light Not at a higher level light is a cantrip you can't you can't cast it at a higher level it's, it's auto heightened auto, yeah. as a cantrip Oh. And this is his, this is already snuffing it out automatically. I did the math beforehand, <laughs> just in case. Too lucky. You got a counter spell up your sleeve. <laughs> Don't have that yet. Okay. Fail. Okay. Two lock. First and foremost, would like to do a recall knowledge on what the hell this thing is. Okay. Occultism is going to be your friend in this one. Thirty. One. Oh, that's a success. Goddamn right it is. This is known as a void glutton, and it is a very, very powerful type of will-o'-wisp. It usually haunts a site where misery dwells, such as graveyards or prison camps or recent battlefield, and it appears as a seething sphere of glowing eyes, as you've seen. It is especially dangerous and loves to feed on fear like most will-o'-wisps and is able to inflict it more uh, actively through its strikes and it has the usual magic immunities exceptions are fairy fire, glitter dust, magic missile maze and spells with a light trait okay, Tulok shouts us back to his companions and then just turning towards the dark room says you say you're from the void but you're looking through the void back at me and I will send you there permanently and you will never enter our realm again and winks out of existence out of existence out of vision casting invisibility on himself okay you just hear (laughs) in response and that's it all right Tulak goes invisible. Lady Gilda. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't really have anything. For this. <laughs> I will take the seek action. Okay. To start. Uh. So. Yeah. Um. And any any any. Luck effectively, there? yeah. So sorry. I was. <laughs> um. So I roll a secret perception check for you. Uh, you're trying to locate yep. a creature. Um. As Tulak said this, you heard the laugh, and your your senses hone in. You roll the natural twenty. You know it's still nice. hovering over the bed. It's exactly where you last saw it, and you've got a pretty good can idea I, how to get there. Okay, can I move to the bed? You can. Okay, I'll take the stride action as my second act. I think I'm in. First There's of like the bed. probably still. You know this vision in your in your uh, short term memory, like a very clear vision of just how this room was laid out. You took it in quick enough, and you're relying on that in this very moment. You yeah. Stride forward, uh, and 
And then she punched, because that's what she does. Okay. Um, now, this creature is still hidden from you, so there's still going to be a, um, a DC 11 flat check. Yeah. Okay, do you want me to roll the flat check May first? as well. 1d20. That is a 6, and no hero points. So that uh, that, that stops her turn right then. Swing and a miss. Krucka. I think it's still at the bed. Yeah, uh, he'd like to seek his way in there, having heard the commotion. Okay. To be just so um, Yeah, and you you were still in the previous room and, and slightly around the corner of the door, so you have no such luck having um, being able to uh, to pinpoint the location of this creature like like Gilda could. You could still shimmy your way into the room if you want, okay. but you're effectively. You know, I can't remember the ruling on this exactly, but you know, it's almost like difficult terrain. Like you're you're kind of gently stumbling your way forward. Not that there's much space, so it doesn't matter. But you you kind of take your sweet time and get in there. Okay, so he'll um, stride ten feet into the room. Well, five feet into the room. Okay, ten feet total. Yeah, and then uh, blindly swing to his west, where he thinks this creature is. Uh, okay, roll me a. Uh... Uh, roll me a DC 11 flat check. 15. Alright. Okay, roll me an attack roll. That is a 28. Um, okay, you are, uh, and what, uh, what, uh, sorry, what's, what square are you uh, rolling, or attacking at? Uh, the one directly to my west. Okay. Uh, does 28 hit your AC, uh, Tulak? Sorry, was that 20? 28. Oh, oh. clearly. <laughs> yeah, you go in blind and you swing and you smash your axe right into Tulak. I just damage. hit Tulak. Oh, no. <laughs> 12 points uh, of damage. I'm, I'm invisible. Does he have to roll a flat check on that? He already rolled it. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, ooh, that's a that's not 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 great damage. So 12 damage Tulak you take. Fuck. My bad, I'm sorry. It's okay. Bam. Well, you know it's not there. Um, that's a that's a stride in. Or that's a seek a stride and a strike. Top of the next round. There is a sudden flicker of light as this void glutton reappears. It is now five feet north of the of the bed, and you can see it flickering there, and this ectoplasmic web shoots out from its location towards Krukka. It strikes for a 39 against your AC. Yeah, that's a crit. Okay. So uh, I'll take my reaction and uh, if you'll allow it, retributive strike. Well, your retributive strike uh, reacts if if uh, they take damage, not if they get hit. Uh, this does not deal damage. Yes. Oh, it's going to be worse. Instead, okay. this ectoplasmic web like guy basically covers Krukka and causes him to become immobilized. Uh, he's basically stuck to the, the nearest surface, so the wall uh, right next to him to the east has immobilized him, so he cannot move from where he's at unless he does a, a DC 26 escape check. And from there, a strike comes out at you, Lady Gilda, with one of these vicious claws for a 23 to hit. 
that is a meat to beat, but I will actually use my reaction and use reactive shields, okay. which uh, snaps my shield into place, making my AC a 25. Okay, good call. Good call. Uh, and that is a miss. Tulak, what do you got? Okay, is it still visible? It is. I have a question, first of all. Mm-hmm. I have the Lantern of Empty Light. Yeah. I want to use one of the spells, but it doesn't necessarily have the... Like, you said it had to have the light as a trait. Right. But it's a fucking light. Like, you know? <laughs> so can I use it, and would it be affected, or no? Uh, so the the one you want to use is the is the one... It's like a once per day, you direct the light of the lantern onto a single incorporeal creature. You direct the lantern's light upon a single living creature within 60 feet. That creature must attempt a DC 20 will save to resist the light's effects. Uh, okay, gotcha. It specifically has the traits to that action in in parentheses. It's emotion and visual. Okay. It does not have the light trait. Well, that's fucking stupid. So, but I will take that. <laughs> I will take that. That's okay. It it happens to it happens to have some light, but it is not a like a a, a light uh, a spell that's powered by the essence of light itself. That's so dumb. Because everything else <laughs> in the write up makes it seem exactly like it's the light, but that's okay. So Tulak <laughs> raises his hands and just blasts three rounds of magic missile at this stupid void fuck. <laughs> it is, after all, the lantern of empty light. So all right, touche. <laughs> okay, here we go. So we have five points of damage. Five points of damage. And three for a total of 13 force damage, and Tulak is visible. Okay, Tulak is visible, and what? Still in the darkness, so not visible at all, and bam, bam, bam. Three hits. Lady Gilda. Um, she can still reach it without taking a five-foot step, is that, that is correct? correct. So first action will be to strike. Uh, that is a 20 to hit. That is a miss. Okay. In fact, um... Uh, it's a big miss. Yeah, I mean, it's a six on the die, so oh, yeah. I guess it should oh. be. Uh, so with her second action, she will strike again. That's a 26. Miss. Ooh. I think it might be time for a coordinated retreat here, gentlemen. <laughs> we don't appear to be equipped to deal with this. Uh, and she will, with her last action, erase her shield. Okay to try and protect them on their exit. Krukka, you're stuck to the wall. You could roll unarmed strike, uh, acrobatics, or athletics to you do an escape check. Your choice. Let's go with athletics. All right. 21. It's a 26. Uh, fail. Okay. He will change the grip on his axe to one-handed and draw a lesser healing potion. Okay. And that's a turn. All right. Krukka tries to break free. Can't changes grip, grabs a potion, gets it ready. That's your turn? Yep. Void Glutton is going to strike at Lady Gilda again for a 36 to hit. 36 is a crit. Uh, You take... I am going to shield block. uh, Okay, you take 12 physical damage, which you can shield block. What does that bring that down to? Uh, So... Four. And you take an additional 26 force damage. Okay. And I need you to roll me a will save. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, that is a 13 will save. You become frightened too. 
Frightened one. Frightened one. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, <laughs> as soon as I said it, I knew it. Aura of courage, <laughs> baby. Uh, but this strike strikes fear in you because it is called fear, fearful oh. strike. <laughs> uh, yes, it does. <laughs> that was half of her HP. <laughs> this massive hit from this glowing claw comes at you and you can feel this creature feed on that fear. It is all around you and somehow being sucked out of you. It spends its next action recovering from oh, the damage. God. Recovering from what? From what little what damage, damage it took for the magic missile by feeding on oh your fear. God. And then it strikes Ugh. you a second time. Oh, my God. Oh. For a natural one. <laughs> okay. As it's too distracted uh... by its own gluttony of... of of your your yeah. fear and it frees Krucko. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. <Yeah>. No. <laughs> Tulak, what do you got? Okay. Tulak. So he can't see Gilda because it's still black, uh, darkness in the room, right? Still pitch black. But he just heard her take a massive hit, and yeah. like, you know, that like wet meat smashing sound and blood and all that. So he turns and says, you're right. You need to get out of here now. And he casts Guidance on Krukka and will stride out of the room and he'll run as far as he can or stride as far as he can to get into the light of the room two over. Okay. So you, you stride. And you're literally striding through the darkness yep. as best you can. Yep. Um, and... The whole time you're in the darkness, it's basically difficult to rain. Like, you can't see where you're going. You probably bumped into a few things. So it's going to be, like, probably close to all your actions. But at some point, when you get to that second door in the second room, the light just hits you. And it's the light from your own spell. It's not light from the room. Right. And you can see the edge of this darkness. Because it very much is the darkness spell. Yeah, it's, it is going to take all your movement to get in there, eh? Yeah. Okay, all your points. Uh, all right. Two lock has escaped. Lady Kilda. Has Krucka um, vocalized that he's immobilized? I would imagine he went, ah, or something to that effect. But yeah. <laughs> I'm going to delay then. So dramatic. Lady Gilda delaying. Krucka. Okay, Krucka is going to try to unarmed strike his way out of here. Okay. I would like to use my reaction to aid. Uh, this is this is me being nippy of the rules here now. Uh, aid is technically both an action and a reaction. So you have to, you have to set it up on your turn. Oh, wait, am I wrong? Oh. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Um, Hold on. I, you know, you might be right. I think that's a. I think that's not an aid. I think you're thinking of um, a ready to action. Um, sort of. Okay. Yeah, requirements are the ally is willing to slip your aid, and you have prepared to help. See below. To use this reaction, you must first prepare to help, using uh, usually by using an action during your turn. Usually. So you have to look. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be nitpicky, so am I. You must explain to the GM exactly how you're trying to help, and they determine whether you can aid your ally. Uh, um, she's, like, trying to push him through the door because she can't see shit. <laughs> All right, I'll allow it. I don't, I don't want to get too bogged down on it. Uh, I'll, I'll go to map minus four if it'll make you feel better. Uh, nope, it's fine. You already sounded the retreat, so I would say that that nearly counts as, as you being ready to do whatever you need. Okay, I appreciate that. That's a 22 to aid. And Krucker okay. rolled a 24. Okay, uh, still not enough. Okay, so he's just going to keep swinging, I guess. Oh, there we go. A uh, 19 on the die for a 28. 
Oh, yeah, okay, that does it. This nice. time you yank it free. It's a little extra help from, <laughs> from Lady Gilda. Uh, yeah, you, you pull free from this, this ectoplasmic okay. web. Yes, it's, it's, this is the good time to leave. I, I agree. And he will stride 10 feet into the room. <laughs> so he's just through the door. Okay, Lady Gilda, you going to act now? Yeah, she'll act. Okay. Uh, first action. Uh, your frightened condition should drop down now. Yeah, well, at the end of my turn. Oh, is it end? Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Um, yeah, okay. First action will be to raise a shield. Mm-hmm. Second action is going to be to stride out like Kruga, um, 10 feet straight back, uh, if she can. Mm-hmm. Rather, 15 feet. Difficult terrain is half movement, yeah, right? Yeah, so you can move 10 at a time, essentially, unless you have 30 feet movement. I don't know. Um, which side of so that puts me in the doorway which side of the door am i on or am i still just straight up in the doorway uh i mean you're you're right on like an actual geometric square so you're in the doorway okay uh she will then take a five foot step back okay uh, just like feeling along the wall the whole way keep going boys the void glutton shoots an ectoplasmic web at lady gilda the only person with a direct line of sight for a 28 to hit. Yeah, so here's um, here com- becomes the question is, when does a reaction refresh? It refreshes uh, it refreshes at the start of your turn. Okay, so I will shield block. Again, this, no, this is the web. It doesn't do damage, so you can't shield block on this one. Okay. Um, instead, you just become immobilized. Are you kidding me? You are now stuck to the wall and the, and the, the chair on the table next to you. And then the void glutton just flies straight up towards you and takes another swing for a 28 to hit. This one I'll shield block because that still hits. Okay. And that is three points of uh, piercing damage. Okay. Uh, which I assume you block all of. Yeah, which will break my shield. And you take 19 force damage. Okay. Submit. And two lock. It's your turn. Can I see this thing? You can. Yeah, it's still glowing. It's still going. Um, can I see it through the doors? Uh, no. Uh, oh. Um. Yes, you can kind of see it. It's, a, it's kind of an awkward one because you can see the edge of this darkness, but there is this glow glow in the darkness that's more powerful than the darkness itself. Okay, eyes wide, Tulak reaches forward and summons up a skeletal champion between where he thinks Lady Gilda may be after hearing her speak and the creature. Okay. The closest you can get is, like, in the same space as the chair next to her, essentially. Okay. Perfect. Skeletal champion. Skeletal champion. All right. And then that is his turn, but the skeletal champion is ready to rock, so he will take a five-foot stride in between the two of them. Possible? Nope. Oh. Nope. We're in, a, we're in a cube here. Oh, you're I literally, yeah, yeah, you're all right. side by side. It can, it can, it can strike where it, from where it's at. Ooh, twister. Okay, Tulak in a language that you don't understand says to attack, and thus it attacks. So longsword first. Okay. 
That is going to be ooh a 15 to hit. Miss. Brutal. And then he will raise his shield. No. Why? There's no point. Will not raise okay. shield. We'll attack again. 22 to hit. Have it grapple it. Grapple it. Ooh, yeah, I rolled already. That's a good call, but I already rolled. Uh, 22 okay. to hit. Uh, that is a miss. Meh, meh. Uh, that's it. And that brings us to Krukka. Uh, I guess it's Krukka's turn to delay. Krukka delays. Lady Gilda. Lady Gilda's got to make an escape check. Um, Krukka, you want to aid? Aid, yeah. I'll allow it in the same fashion as before. Can Skeletal Champion aid? I, uh, whatever's highest. Unarmed Strike. Uh, athletics, athletics or acrobatics? Yeah. Okay. So it'll be an unarmed strike. But if you're gonna aid, you gotta you gotta match it with the same check. Okay. Can the skeletal champion aid? That's a nat twenty on the aid. Nice. Okay, it's a plus two. Mm, just a twelve from champion. Hey, okay, nope. Still just a plus two. That is a natural twenty oh, for a thirty-four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure that means something. Um, it's the ground. <laughs> Thirty-six. The creature dies. Hero point. It's a flash of light in all its eyes. If you, yeah, critical success means you're freed and uh, you can stride up to five feet. Yeah, she do that. Uh, except you don't have five feet to stride to. Because that's where just... the skeletal champion is. Oh, fuck. Uh, so you can't. Uh, your critical success uh, does not do you any favors. Okay, second action. Uh, she is going to uh, touch herself and lay on hands because mm-hmm. uh, she is going to die. Uh, so that'll be 18 back. Third action, she's going to just stride 10 feet. <laughs> you can't see, so where you just strode, you can't. You're literally uh, bump into the skeletal jumping and then a chair and then a table. You can uh, basically stumble your way past Krukka to this position that's a bit north okay. in the room. That She she does that and <laughs> calls to Krukka to try to push this thing out and shut the fucking door. Yeah, okay. Krukka... Or Now's your time to whatever. get back on the order. Yeah, truck is uh, gonna jump in and attempt to shove. Okay, uh, roll me. Uh, that I assume it's a that's an athletics versus my fortitude DC, James. Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> I know right. you got it close on hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was right. Athletics versus fortitude. Roll me some athletics, that's please, a 29 sir. Twenty-nine on the athletics. Okay, that is a success. You shove it back five feet, and he shuts the door. And you shut the door. Oh, God. <laughs> That's amazing. Nicely done. Keep moving. Then he strides ten feet yeah. to the east of Lady Gilda. I okay. think we've all seen enough. This is this is really intense, guys. I don't know how you're feeling right now. <laughs> I'm like sweating, and it's not just the lights. Like I can feel Gilda about to die, and I just I super don't want that to happen. I fucking yeah. love this character. <laughs> okay, uh, top of round five. You can hear the door open again. The glowing creature just like flows through the door again, and it comes straight Hold on. for Lady Gilda, and it's. I get an attack of opportunity. Uh, yep. Go for it. Yep. It passes passes through a square and beyond. Nice. Can I grapple as an attack of opportunity? No. Okay. Fine. It's, it's not just... the attack trait. It's specifically a strike. Yeah. yeah it's just, it's okay. a melee strike. Here we go. Come on, you bastard. 27 to hit. Uh, that's a miss. Fine. Keep moving. That's the highest you've rolled so far, oh, by the oh. way. <laughs> 
I know. <laughs> just gonna say. Uh, and a claw comes in at Lady Gilda yep. for a 39 oh, to hit. God. That's a crit. Here we go, boys. Are you going to shield block? You can't. You're broken. I can't. My shield's broke. Uh, you take 48 points of damage. Yeah. Dying to. Gilda slumps the floor. You can hear the heavy metal thud. And you just hear this voice go, Submit. <laughs> Leave now. And give me this gift. And I will let you all live. The half-elf is mine to keep. Tulak, what do you do? Tulak turns to the skeletal champion and submits a command in a language that no one else knows. And I would like for a skeletal champion to pick up Lady Gilda. Manipulate action. Okay. I don't want to be that guy, but I don't want to get hit later. I think that was only two actions. Uh, nope, it was an open, a move, and a strike. Oh, yeah, an interact. Oh, thank <laughs> Christ. <laughs> That's why I moved on to two lock. Uh, okay, Skeletal Champion is going to attempt to pick up Lady Gilda. This is a bit of a tough one. So it's going to have to drop its sword and shield. Done. Free action. And damn. Um, He's got plus four strength. Like... Is strong. Yeah. But but she's fucking heavy. I don't think the skeletal champion can pick her up, but I think we can use the shove mechanics for a drag okay. that we've done before. So you're looking at getting to the other side of Lady Gilda and then rolling an athletics checks to try and drag the body out. So it's it's something, but <laughs> it ain't much. She's bulky as all hell and wearing plate armor. Like Okay. She's a lot of bulk, is what I'm saying, by the rules. I guess the issue is that Rucka is in between Gilda and the door, so I can't... Yeah. Yeah. You could delay and try it after. I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I'm going to delay. You delay. Yeah. Uh, Lady Gilda. Actually, your initiative order should have changed. Uh, you are now ahead of the Wiglund, so it is Krucka's turn. That is correct. Uh, Krucka will, thankfully has been uh, holding a lesser healing potion this entire time yep. and will attempt to apply it to Lady Gilda. Okay. Do I have to do like the DC 11? Because um, I pretty much know where she is at this point. <laughs> That's a... Uh, yeah. You would have felt her fall. Her plate mail yeah. so fucking heavy. And the yeah. noisy sounds of dying. I feel like I'm going to make a, a weird GM discretion rule here and say... Because you heard her fall, you know she's next to you, but you don't know what position she's in and how what she looks like. So it's gonna take you two actions to administer it because you gotta like hands on try and find where the hell her mouth okay. is. That's fair. And then dump it what? down her throat. So it's gonna yep, take you like fair. that split extra split second extra okay, time. Okay, one action to lazily paw across her face to find the mouth hole. <laughs> <laughs> one action to apply the lesser healing potion. Okay. Uh, for seven HP back. Uh okay. 7 HP. Okay. That's a really shit roll. Okay, but you're awake now. I still got uh, one action Krucka. left. Yeah, so he will stride into the light. Yep. 
Okay. Five feet east, five feet north. Which, by the way, you can't see the light while you're in the darkness, just so you know. You just stride, and boom, you're like, holy shit. There's light. That's the way the magical darkness works. It's like really gnarly. Lady Gilda, you're prone, but you're conscious. You have seven HP. Yeah. Submit. There's no way to really get around this. Uh, okay, Freeman. So I need I need a ruling on this. So if I were to crawl, it's essentially a five foot step. Correct. Um, however, because we're treating this as difficult terrain, is that even an option for me? Uh, I still think it's fine. Okay. Uh, she's gonna take three actions and uh, and 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 crawl. Unless there's an attack of opportunity. There is not. Okay. So you just see her crawling out of this room like this this huge gouge in her in her half plate, like just bleeding. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, holy shit. And I will act when Lady Gill is done. Uh, oh yeah, you've delayed. Okay. What do you do? Tulok will sustain and the skeletal champion will attempt to grab the creature. Nice. Grapple. Okay. 21. This is my fortitude. Uh, fail. Okay. Um, f- then it moves to between the creature and the door. Okay. Tulok still has two actions left. One is going to be to close the door. And the second one is going to be to stride into the next room. Okay, that's your turn. That is my turn. Okay. Um, does a 34 hit your skeletal champion? Sure does. That's going to be a crit, too. A crit, you say? Oh, boy. Uh, that's 36 points of damage. Champion dead. Piercing in force. Champion dead. down. How does that feel when Tulak has his, like this psychic link to this creature he's raised from the dead? Uh, have it cut short? I feel like when he's raising them, it's not necessarily like he doesn't have a connection to it, like a familiar. I don't think, but he's aware of its presence. It's not at the level he could see through its eyes, but he knows that it's there. And then as soon as it drops, his pupil reappears from the milkiness of his eye and then he just knows in his gut like there's a gut feeling that it's just gone right he has depth perception Mm. again (laughs) well he went from zero pupils to one so I don't know about that (laughs) oh okay oh right I forgot he's like permanently blind not blind just pupilless Kraka's just gonna fucking bail okay or hmm can he pull the downed bookcase in front of the door? In front of the door? Um, that's a good question. Because it had already been ripped down from the <laughs> what wall. Door, what way does the door swing? Ooh, <laughs> the yeah, question. that's a good you know, question. Is it going to be the right way or the wrong way? Um, It'd be I, pretty funny if it was the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> the moment. Yeah. Uh, I will, I'll roll a D100 for this to determine uh, which way it swings. So you know Would he not have known idea. when the door was shut um, in front of him or behind him? Well I, well, I don't oh, know is the okay. question, so <laughs> I'm going to determine it now. Uh, so 1 to 50, it opens towards the Void Glutton, so it's mm-hmm. no good to you. 
51 to 100, it opens towards you, and then it is good for you. Okay. 70. Hey! Uh, roll me an athletics Absolutely. check. This, this shelf that could contain anything. It's a void shelf. 29 on the athletics check. Uh, yeah, you pull that shelf over and just smash it against that door and just put a whole bunch of weight on it. What do you do next? So that was just one action? Um, uh, actually, from where you're standing, you probably have to move over and do it, so you have one action left. Okay, so uh, then he'll take a stride 15 feet. You're, you're not typical terrain anymore. You have full movement now. 25 feet. No, I just wanted to stay close to the void. <laughs> Lady Gilda, door's been blocked. Yeah, uh, she thanks Krucka. Uh, first action is to stand. Uh, second action is to stride her full movement. Can I occupy that space? Yep. Okay. Stride her full movement, full 20 feet. <laughs> uh, and it's two actions to retrieve, one action to retrieve from a pouch, so she will draw her a one lesser healing potion. And two lock. Uh, Tulak will close the door, sealing in Krukka, and flee. Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I did hit you with an axe earlier. That's true. It was pretty chill. Um, <laughs> Tulak really doesn't have much to do, so he is just going to... You know what? He's going to animate dead again and just fire some uh, fodder in the middle there. So he's going back into the old bread box, and he's going to get Festrog and summon him right in front of the door. Okay. And I assume at this point your goal is to just cover your retreat, Actually, you know what? I'm not going to do that because then I can't move at all. Cancel that. I'm just fucking running. Okay. (laughs) Tulak's out. Okay. Tulak, you peel out back into the hallway. Back into the hallway, and then back... No, he's going all the way. Around. He's going around that corner. You peel back into the hallway, and Krukka is the only one in room two, and you just hear a gunk, gunk, gunk against the door as it tries its best to open it. And you all manage to finish your retreat and close the doors behind you out into the hallway with this thumping behind you in a room that was filled with pitch magical darkness. And that's where we're Oh my go. god. <laughs> Fuck that thing. <laughs> Holy shit. Stemming the Tide is an actual play podcast of the Adventure Path Abomination Vaults and is produced by the Uncharted North Network. Stemming the Tide uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Stemming the Tide is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Music is composed by Will Savino and artwork by Greyhood. Stemming the Tide is recorded remotely using Foundry Virtual Tabletop. If you wish to connect with us or support this project and projects to come, we can be found at UnchartedNorth.ca, Patreon.com slash UnchartedNorth, and on all major social media platforms. Links to all credits can be found in the episode description and our website. Thanks for tuning in.